when we were working with uh, the amnesic patients, uh, one in particular uh, that uh, started off this enterprise was a patient very like the ones that uh, they're working with in Montreal because this was a patient who'd had a temporal lobectomy and uh, was a disaster in that uh, she became uh, gravely amnesic. And in trying to uh, study her memory, I want, it's very difficult to study memory in a person who hasn't got any. Uh, so I wondered if by using uh, what uh, were ter <coughs> are termed the Colin figures, he uh, devised them, uh, which are sets of drawings of uh, common objects. Uh, the first one is a very sketchy representation and then it gets more and more complete until you have a perfectly good representation. And I wondered if one could use this as a memory test to, if you like, try and pick up the dregs of memory in someone whose memory was very bad. Here we have a fragmented drawing of an object and I want you to have a good look at it and see if you can recognize it. Okay, the next picture is more complete, perhaps you can recognize it now. Yeah. And here we have uh, the complete version. Yes, you're quite right, that's a pram. Here's another of these uh, incomplete drawings. I want to see if you can recognize this one. Okay, here it is. It's more complete now. Can you recognize it? And there we are. There's the complete uh, drawing. Now, I'm going to take these away for a moment or two, and then I'm going to uh, show you them again. Here we are. Um, do you know what that is now? Good. You're quite right. Yes, it was a pram. Here we are. Here's the next one. Do you know what that is now? Yes, you're quite right. Well done. She showed a good retention of these very sketchily drawn uh, pictures, which she couldn't recognize the first time. Um, and she showed um, very clear, uh, dramatically good learning curves using this material. So it wasn't that uh, I was picking up the dregs of memory. I was found a, by accident, had found a task in which uh, amnesics uh, appeared to have a normal memory given you accept that that is a test of memory. And this, of course, is. Uh, we ourselves explored this by using other techniques to, uh, if you like, to trigger a memory. We used what we called then cued recall, uh, what is now called stem completion. Um, we gave a patient uh, some uh, words to learn, and then we showed them the first three letters, and lo and behold, they could uh, retrieve uh, the word at a normal level uh, using this technique. But if you gave them uh, two words and said, which of these two words have you seen before, uh, they wouldn't know. So here we, we had further evidence for a uh, 
you like, a qualitatively different uh, type of memory, which is now, I think, uh, gone into the literature as being the difference between implicit and explicit uh, memory. I regret I didn't coin those two phrases myself. <laughs> so if we think about the uh, studies of amnesia, um, when we were able to show uh, these effects with uh, cued recall and uh, indeed uh, picture recall, uh, which now termed uh, evidence of implicit memory, it was already known that amnesics had normal uh, procedural learning insofar as Brenda Milner had already uh, described a pa uh, her famous patient HM who could do a um, motor learning task uh, quite, quite normally. So there are a number of aspects of more sort of automatic skills and habits that are intact um, in amnesic patients and the actual uh, like uh, neural underpinning of these skills is I, I would say not very well uh, understood but it is undoubtedly a very clear uh, distinction in uh, amnesics that there are these various uh, aspects of more sort of automatic behaviors uh, that are intact. And it's when they have to recall or uh, consciously recall um, events or from uh, their own lives or uh, from uh, uh, other people's lives uh, that they are at a loss.